Welcome to the Business, Wealth and Mindset Podcast. Your space for real motivational interviews and cutting-edge business content to inspire your positive mental attitude. And now, your host, Alex Sopala. Thanks, Craig. Such a pleasure having having you on the podcast. You know, I sound like uh, you guys are doing amazing things with uh, you know helping students to discover their strengths and weaknesses and create this uh, flight path. You know, for for their future. So it's uh, you know it'll be good to you know have have you on. You know, just talk you uh, talk through you know the stuff that you guys do because we do have uh, you know. On our podcast, our listeners, you know, who are parents and also, you know, counselors who are actually working with students who can actually, you know, your, um, you know, what do you guys do and what do you provide will be quite useful for quite a lot of our listeners as well. So it's such a pleasure to host you on the podcast. Uh, so um, I thought uh, probably initially if we could um, just go through a bit of uh your journey in a way sure. to kind of, uh, uh, work us through because most people will probably relate more to your story as well in a way that uh, they can relate to you know how you're best placed to actually help them in their journey you know through the story of your journey as well so if we can uh, start off by that uh, just uh, take us through uh, you know your journey humble beginnings how you got to here and then we'll, within that we'll just get to talk about uh, uh, how you know what you provide and how you can help students and the things that they should be looking out for, and then we just pick up things as we go along from there. That's that right? right. Brilliant. Absolutely. So yeah. Well, I can I can certainly start. Um, my name is Greg Langston. I live in San Diego, California. Now, I was born in the United States. Um, yeah. My father was an international businessman. In fact, my grandfather was an international businessman. My son was born overseas, so we have four generation of international business people. Uh And as a kid, I lived in Brazil, in Mexico, England, Puerto Rico, and Canada. In fact, I learned to speak Spanish before I learned to speak English. And so that was interesting. (laughs) Speaking with my grandfather, I would say, granddaddy, I don't know how to say that in English, but it's this in Spanish. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, you know, with that background, I since, and I'm going to fast forward before I, I go back. You know, yeah. since that international business, I've worked personally in 65 countries across 10 different right. industries. Mm-hmm. I've run businesses in excess of a billion dollars, but that'll come later. Yeah, uh, I, went, cool. I went to high school in Mexico City, where I was very mm-hmm. involved in sports. And when it came to college, everybody knew, all my friends and my, my family particularly knew that, you know, college was not an option. You it was you had to go to college. And so I knew I was going to go. But was it, what was interesting is that in my family, and this is not unusual, my parents, both of them went to one university in Indiana called Purdue University. My mm-hmm. uncles, my aunts, everybody in my family went to Purdue University. So therefore, it was, you don't really have a choice. <laughs> yeah, And you're going to go to that one university. Mm-hmm. Uh, also found that I did not get much direction from my parents Uh, in terms of learning about money, learning about setting meaningful goals, learning about setting priorities and having a growth mindset, which in retrospect would have helped me. And that's one of the reasons we're here today is we determined that this was severely lacking and lots of people need this. And so we see this pattern 
going on. And I'm sure you've had parents who tell you the same thing yeah. that, you know, kids do not learn their self-discovery. And so that's one of the things that, uh, that, that we focus on. And my father said that when you are out of college, you're on your own, you need to figure it out, mm. period. No more money, no more anything. Yeah. And um, so that was sort of a hard stop. Yeah. And um, that's just the way it was done at that time. So I went to Purdue University, and that's where I met Beth, my wife, and also the co-founder. And she has an educational background, very good teacher. And she, for the last 20 years, has been helping students navigate the college admissions process yeah. and everything that's needed to do that. And in, at the same time, in parallel, as I mentioned, I was running big companies, and I mentored hundreds and hundreds of professionals and high school students. So... In a nutshell, what we do is we help students figure out what their values are, yeah. what their purpose is, and what they're passionate about and naturally gifted to do so that they can choose a profession or a major in, in the UK, they call it uni, yeah. um, to, to graduate in the designated number of years. Because what happens in the United States, only 40, it's a four-year program, only 40% of students actually graduate in the United States in four years. 60% of them graduate in six years or longer. And the reason is because they're changing their major of focus at least three times. Yeah. So the way the process started is by the time our son was 13, we had been, he had been to 12 schools. He and his sister had been to 12 schools in five different countries. Wow. And all over the world. And when we were in Singapore, for example, there were 76 nationalities in that school. Mm. And so they got a tremendous education in terms of languages, in terms of culture and so forth. And we also homeschooled them when we were in Australia and when we were in Singapore, transitioning from country to country. Mm. And that's where Beth was extremely involved. But we knew that we had to return to the United States to prepare the kids to go to university. Yeah. So when we came to the United States, we thought, there would be a lot of self-discovery taught in the schools in terms of your values, your strengths, your goals, your purpose. But we found that none of that was being taught. And on the other hand, as an international executive, when I went from managing 50 to 100 to 5,000 to 9,000 different employees, they were investing hundreds of thousands of dollars in helping me learn my values, learn how to motivate and inspire teams, learn how to be a team player, learn how to be a better leader. And so we learned all these skills, or I learned all these skills, and I would come home from these sessions and I'd say to my wife, mm -hmm. why do I have to wait until I'm 35 or 40 in a C-suite to yeah. be able to learn these skills? Mm -hmm. And so we said, why don't we teach our kids how to do this? And so with her educational background and my business background, we basically used our children as guinea pigs and um, taught them different mm -hmm. skills. And they have gone on to become very successful. My son is in the financial field. He went to Golden, he went to Wharton undergrad, then he went to Goldman Sachs, and then he's been in a hedge funds. And I know you've gone to several large uh, yeah. global financial organizations and mm -hmm. as, as well. And our daughter uh, was extremely intelligent, uh, academic athlete, became a pro, a pro volleyball player. And now she has successfully uh, transitioned from that into the medical device person, mm. uh, my medical device manager, if you will. And so what we did is we learned these skills and we test them on our kids and families and friends this is 20 years ago, 
said, can you teach my kids this? Can you teach yeah. my family this? And so we started doing workshops and that grew and grew. And we found that lots of people were gaining tremendous success. And so, for example, one of our students who went through our program 20 years ago, he five years ago was just recognized in Miami. He was recognized as one of the top 20 professionals in Miami, Florida, under 40, and he's in the financial field. And so we feel uh, that we help contribute to some of that growth because we've taught him a lot of the skills. Yeah. And since that time, we've created with COVID particularly, we created programs that are all online that are self-paced and people can do that themselves. Mm. Wow, that, that's amazing, Greg. And uh, you, you touch on uh, a very, very important, important topic there. I remember, you know, recently I was speaking to one of my mentors, you know, this is a big, you know, multi-million uh, dollar worth uh, guy. And he was specifically uh, touching upon what you're saying, that if he knew some of the things that you talk about, uh, like 10 years before, you know, he would have been in a very different place right now because the very things that you are teaching, you know, the, the youngsters to actually get to know and understand their values now, instead of waiting 10, you know, 15 years to cover yes. that, will actually save them a lot of uh, time and hassle in, in, in terms of uh, their future career. So it is a very, very, very important uh, important aspect of what, what, what you're doing, actually. So I guess... Um, do you find that the, the biggest part or challenge amongst the young people when they're actually trying to discover this, is it more the mindset or, or uh, the mindset aspect or, or what are your key findings in, in young people when, when you actually speak to them about discovering themselves and finding out what it is that they want to do in the future? Well, the, the first thing is that they are measuring themselves against perfection which mm. is their Instagram feed, their social media feed. Yeah. And that really is very destructive in that, you know, perfection is a mental construct. It's mm -hmm. uh, never can be achieved. And it's similar to for those in your, in your audience that are in an airplane and they're flying, which we're not doing that much now, but hopefully we'll start mm -hmm. doing that again. Mm -hmm. uh, when you're looking out the window and you see the horizon, it is out there. And as you fly closer to the horizon, the horizon keeps moving away. That's the same thing as, as perfection. And what we do is we teach the students, that's, mm. not a, that's not a healthy way to measure yourself. Yeah. Your mindset of growth and, and success should be, you should measure yourself against yesterday's specific accomplishments, yeah. not perfection, which is very nebulous. And so what we do is we teach the students four different success elements. Mm. They are health, wealth, yeah. wisdom, and relationships. Yeah. And we teach yeah. them how to establish lifetime goals relative to each one of those, in addition to five-year goals that support those and one-year goals to support mm. those. Mm. Brilliant. And uh, typically, um, you know, how long would you say it, it would take a typical student to actually get to understand or learn the program? Or I, I imagine it, it will probably vary student to student or, you know, different people will learn at different times. But is there a specific time period you, you believe, you know, people will be able to grasp and be able to understand themselves? The program is self-paced and mm. they also they also select an accountability partner yeah. that helps them get through it. But the program is 12 hours. In 12 oh. hours, they will know the following things, which uh, I will also preface and say, 
in typical programs, mm-hmm. a parent sends a student to a program and or go to school and the parent says, well, how was school today? And they go, fine, or they don't get an answer. Yeah. Uh, how was this program that I spent money for? And great. Yeah. We don't do it that way. What we do is when a student enrolls in our program, they select an accountability partner. And then at the end of the process, they fill out from their workbook and all the work that they've done, they fill Mm -hmm. out a summary document that they present to their parents, which will tie into what you said from your mentor. Mm -hmm. It will say mom and dad, or in the UK, mom and dad, these are my values and these are why they're important to me. These are my strengths. These are my weaknesses. This Mm -hmm. is how I naturally solve problems. Yeah. This, these are things that I should stay away from. This is, uh, these are the majors or the profession that I want to focus on, the top mm-hmm. three. And this is what I want to do with the rest of my career. These are the things that I'm going to have accomplished in health, wealth, wisdom, and relationship in mm-hmm. my lifetime, in five years, in one year. Mm-hmm. And this is what I want to do. And what that does is that changes the whole dynamic with the parent because then the student gains a transformation of having clarity on what they want to do, mm-hmm. confidence in being able to describe themselves yeah. to the, their parents, to mentors, to uni admissions officers, and also a sense of control over what their plan is. And so they have to present that to their parents. And in some cases, they do it themselves. We also have programs where the parent says, listen, I know it's a 12 hour program, but I want you to take my student through this and mentor them. And that can take up to 12 weeks. Yeah. All right. Brilliant. That's, that, that's, uh, yeah, I think uh, that accountability is, is, is key. I think, I think for me, and uh, you, you'll find it, uh, you know, you, you would know in all walks of life as well, even in, in business, you know, if you don't have that accountability, it's very difficult for you to actually follow a specific plan. So I think that is, that is a great part of, uh, of what you do as well. So, um, um, is there, so in addition to, um, the students getting on this flight plan and, and, and following the course, um, is there any sort of, uh, checks or touch points that they can come back to? Let's say they get to, uh, um, you know, pick a course or something that they are doing, you know, they've done the course and they've picked and they've gone off to uni because obviously, from for me, the way I see the skills that you're teaching and the understanding of people themselves, uh, it doesn't necessarily just stop here, but there is a great benefits as well. Even after they've been to you in the first year, second year, there is stuff that, uh, that that can help them as well. Do you have uh, like follow-on programs as well that they can vote on like in the future or something? Yes, um, we do mentor some and we do this around the world. We do have some students that want to continue to be mentored over an extended period of time. Yeah. And we can we can certainly do that. What the what the program also does is by having them establish specific goals yeah. in health, wealth, wisdom and relationships. We recommend that they sit down with their parents every December yeah. at the end of the year and we they review that. I say, yeah. you know, you're a 15, 16, 17, 18 year old student you're allowed to change these goals, but at least you're doing something that probably your parents have not even done, but you've established specific goals in these areas. And I said, for the next five years, you should have your parents pay for that dinner. And then for the sixth, for the sixth year going forward, you need to start paying for that dinner. 
And what this does is this allows them to have ownership of the program. They review it on an annual basis. They have lifetime access to the program so they can come back and look at their information. But it really is transformational for them. Hmm. Absolutely. And, and I mean, I'm speaking to you today. Actually, this is, uh, you know, quiet, especially when the episode goes out. It's very important time. I don't know whether you're aware, but the A-level results are, are, are sort of coming out now here in the UK. So yeah. this is actually perfect timing when actually students are thinking about, you know, what they, they should be doing. Maybe they had even selected stuff that they wanted to do uh, already. But uh, that having that clarity of vision by understanding themselves to actually take that forward, I think for me, it, it's quite quite massive. Now, I'm just touching on the... Um, the, the mindset side of things, because, you know, when we talk about mindset and growth mindset, some of these things can be a bit abstract. You know, some people just understand things in certain uh, paths, like, you know, I'm going to do, you know, sciences or, or engineering or whatever. But um, there is, uh, j- just walk us through the, the importance of mindset and exactly what that is when the students are actually starting to think about that for their future as well. Well, um, Carol Dweck wrote a a very good book called Mindset and really changed the world's perspective. And it's both for parents and for students Mm -hmm. that really educates people to say that you can learn from your mistakes. In fact, my favorite word in the English language is yet in that I haven't learned that yet, but I can. And Mm -hmm. with the advances that we have with YouTube and and, you know, StreamYard, what we're doing today is, you know, wouldn't even be thought of five years ago. Yeah. The technology and the information that is available to us is astronomical, is tremendous. I mean, you can almost do brain surgery on yourself if you watch enough YouTube. Wouldn't be very, you know, I don't think it'll be very successful, but you can try that. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, the fact is students need to stop measuring themselves by their yeah. social media feed. Hmm. They can't measure themselves versus perfection. They need to measure themselves on yesterday's accomplishments, as I mentioned earlier. And they have to focus not on other people's results. They have to focus on their own results. Mm -hmm. And they need to say, it's okay not to know something. Because sometimes kids are deathly afraid to say, I don't know, or to ask for help because they're supposed to know everything Mm -hmm. because that's what is supposed to happen. But with a growth mindset, it's okay to empower yourself and say, I don't know that yet, but I'm going to go figure it out. And you also want them to make sure that they can learn from mistakes. So one of the things that we do with a growth mindset is we have them define in detail a mistake that they recently made. And so we have them write it out in painful detail, the mistake that they made, how they felt, and so forth. Then we say, okay, how would you, going back in retrospect, how would you do things differently to have a different outcome? And what have you learned from yourself? What have you learned about this? this is a growth mindset from this mistake. And how does it feel to discuss this mistake with your accountability partner or just reviewing it yourself? Yeah. And back on your point about accountability partner, mm-hmm. um, I'll finish the statement. But the, the fact of the accountability partner, if you write something down, the likelihood of success is better than not writing something down. Yeah. If you share it with your friends and your acquaintances, the probability of success is 65%. If you share it with an accountability partner, the probability of completion is 95%. Mm. 
So I just yeah. wanted to, I want to emphasize your point earlier about accountability. So yeah. then going back to my example, if you know what happened in your mistake the last time, what would you do differently going forward? And you have them write that down. They are learning from their past mistakes and that's the scar tissue for future success. And you and I have both done a lot of different things and we have scar tissue that we can share with young people to say, listen, you can do this, but it's going to hurt and it's going to leave a bad mark. You may not want to do that. You can do that if you want, but you might want to use my scar tissue to your advantage so that you pick a better decision. So that's mm -hmm. what we teach the kids. Yeah. Brilliant. Thanks. Thanks, Greg. Now let's talk about, um, um, sort of conflict that can sometimes happen between parents and the kids. So, uh, for example, I mean, at the beginning, you mentioned how uh, in your family, you know, previous generations that have gone to a specific university. So sometimes what will happen is in a, in a family, maybe the parents or, the, uh, you know, other people, uh, generations above, would have had a, a particular mindset and a way of thinking, which, uh, you know, they would essentially or ideally want not necessarily to impose, but direct on the generations below. So um, if you have uh, um, students, for example, are following uh, you know, your program and they understand the strengths and weaknesses and the direction that they want to go, but uh, it's in conflict maybe with uh, the direction that parents want, to, want them to take in line, what they believe is best for the kids. What would you? What would be your advice there if there was that bit of conflict? Because in a way, the students may feel they have to look up to the parents, but maybe end up doing something that is not congruent to, you know, the the package and the strength and the weakness that they have actually gained or benefited from the the course and where they should go going forward. Well, um, very good question, and we see that a lot. <laughs> Yeah. Um, that happened in my family where I had to go to Purdue University and I was going to study business. Yeah. Um, and mm. we see that many times where families, the father is a lawyer, mm. the mother is a lawyer, and mm. Johnny or Susan needs to be a lawyer. Yeah. And um, what we do, with depending upon which program the student picks, mm. we can either have some involvement where we will meet with the parent and the mm -hmm. student at the beginning and say, these are the expectations of what you need to do in this 12 hour program. We also have a six hour program. And then if they want it mentored over 12 weeks, it can go over 12 weeks, yeah. up to 12 weeks. But we explain to the, to the parent that, listen, this is a wonderful investment that you're making in your son or daughter, mm -hmm. that uh, they're going to do a deep dive in self-discovery that you will be involved in. Yeah. And you need to be, cognizant of the results that come from this. And without a system like this, the student really has no leverage with their parents. They basically, mm -hmm. I respect my parents, and so I'm gonna do what they tell me to do. Yeah. But they also don't have any pushback. With a tool such as this, they can create an understanding of what their values are, what their strengths are. One of the things that they also get that has leverage with their parents that addresses the, the disconnect potentially is that they, during the process, they ask, they have a 360 assessment where they ask up to eight trusted advisors, including their parents, yeah. what are my strengths? What are my weaknesses? How do I add value to others? What are three professions from each of the eight people that you think I should study or I should um, be involved in or what major I should take? 
And at the end of that process, the student gets back 200 data points, confidential data points on that information. Mm -hmm. And so they incorporate that into their process, plus some assessments that they take. They are then armed with information that they can take and craft a message to their parents and their accountability partner saying, mom or dad, I know you want me to be a lawyer, but I would suck at being a lawyer. Yeah. Look at the information that I'm getting from everybody. It yeah. says that I would not be a good lawyer, but I would be a fantastic architect. And that's what I'm really passionate about. And that's what mm -hmm. I want to be able to do because we all want our students to take flight from the home, but we don't want them to take flight and then come back, fly back into the, into the nest. We want them to fly into the future and into the yeah. career that they're passionate about. Yeah. And so that really does address the aspect we've, we've had very high success where the parents say, you've given me a credible plan that I can buy into and I will support this and I'll work with you because of what you, the work that you have done. Hmm. Without that, they would not have any leverage. Yeah, absolutely. Now, is there um, a possibility that some you know, students who probably go through the program understand themselves, but in the end, from the data and the analysis that's coming out, their path is probably not an academic one. Maybe it's vocational, it's something else. Uh, have you come across that? And how, how, uh, what would be your advice around that as well? Well, I, I think that that is a wonderful discovery mm. because the sooner you can find out the university is not for you, mm. the better it is. In the United States, university debt is $1.7 trillion. And the average, the average cost for school in the United States is $50,000 per year. That's for, mm. from, from in-state to the Ivy League schools, which are the, the higher ranked schools, more expensive schools that go up to $80,000 a year. Mm. You know, let's say it's an average of $50,000. Mm. And if you go into a school and you drop out after two years, yeah. you now have $100,000 worth mm. of debt. You, yeah. You've dropped out of university. You cannot earn enough money to effectively pay back that debt. Yeah. And you're also saddled with a lower income because you don't have the university degree. So it's a very bad situation. Yeah. Change that and you go into a trade school and you become a welder or a pipe fitter or you want mm. to do construction. Mm. And you have that self-discovery to say, that is what I want to do. Yeah. Number one, you are doing something that you're passionate about. You can go up the, the trades and up the skills and earn a very good living and you don't have the debt. And so mm. increasingly today with the, again, the information that comes from YouTube and everything else that we can get from Google and so forth, students are looking at the different options. They all would like to be programming and creating games so they can become <clears throat> billionaires but only a very small percentage of those kids are going to, uh, young people are going to be able to do that. And yeah. some of them do extremely well. Yeah. But we found that increasingly being in a trade, in a uh, vocation or a profession, not, not involving college is very beneficial. And yeah. our self-discovery helps clarify that. Hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I guess uh, another part of that is maybe discovering that maybe business is something that, that they, they would want to do, like entrepreneurship or something like that. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And something else that we've also found is some students coming, particularly from very traditional families, mm -hmm. where the parent says, you know, I immigrated into this country 
Um, I put all, everything on the line. You must get your education. You must go to college. And the student says, but I want to be an entrepreneur. Yeah. And, but I will do it out of respect. One of the things that we encourage students to do is have a conversation where you don't do, it's either college or mm -hmm. entrepreneur. You say, mom or dad, can we do and? So that when I will go to college to honor and respect what you want me to do. Yeah. But on the summer breaks, I would like to test my entrepreneurial skills by trying something in um, this particular space. Yeah. And so it's, it is, I'm going to do university and I'm going to try the entrepreneurial part. And what we found is that that diffuses some of the conflict that exists. The conflict. Yeah, that, that's brilliant. Brilliant. Thanks, Greg. So I think um, um, so far we've obviously touched upon a number of different things and different aspects of the program. I think maybe if we could um, just um, take it through like, like, like the entire program in terms of, uh, uh, you know, who it, it, it's right for, obviously, creating uh, you know, a flight plan for, for students, um, the bits that are involved in it and, and the end result. Maybe if, if we put, you know, someone is just pick, picking up the podcast from here, what is the entire program, the, the product, and who is it ideal for? Yeah. Okay. Um, thank you for the opportunity to share. The yeah. program really is attuned for people that are 15 through 25. Yeah. Um, because we found that students today and young people today don't have a purpose and don't know what their meaning is in life. And they did a study where 87% of people 16 to 29 do not have a purpose or a meaning. And so that's a really troubling statistic. Yeah. And so what our process is, it's a three-phase process where initially a student, it's called the college flight plan, where the, the student picks an accountability partner. They're the ones that they, they select the accountability partner. Mm -hmm. And in the first phase, the discovery phase, they determine what their core values or beliefs are. And we go through and determine a a functioning model so that they know when they're not with their parents, they're not with their advisors, and they're making decisions on their own, that they know these are my values, I'm not gonna violate these values when I'm making decisions, that's very important. Yeah. Then they go through and do the 360 analysis where they have their strengths and weaknesses that are identified with 200 data points. They then take a Colby assessment which assesses their instinctive problem solving skills and young people you know, are not sure of what their strengths are and what their weaknesses are. So as a result of having this information, they're able to create what we call their distinct natural ability statement, their DNA statement, which takes into account the strengths, the weaknesses, the values, their goal, their information, and they craft a paragraph that says, this is what I'm really, really good at. So that when they're challenged to volunteer for a particular activity, be it in school or in work, they, they, if they volunteer for an activity that supports their problem solving skills and their strengths, then they know they're, and they have a confidence that I'm going to be successful. Mm -hmm. The next step is they then define what their purpose statement is. Yeah. You know, what are they? They're a high school student or, um, you know, they're in their twenties. What, mm -hmm. how do they do it? They, they do it by getting good grades and testing well but why are they doing it? That's the key. They don't know what their why is. So we take yeah. them through a process to help them determine 
their why that was made famous by Simon Sinek, and we help them to define a specific purpose statement. Mm. They then establish their lifetime goals in the areas of health, wealth, wisdom, and relationship, and they establish five goals for each. What will be accomplished by the time they're 65? Yeah. Which for a 15, 16, and 17-year-old, they're way ahead of their parents by having done that. Yeah. And again, they can review that on an annual basis. Yeah. Then they, they go into the second phase, which is where they determine what they're going to do after the self-discovery. They determine their five-year and one-year goals, and they determine their daily actions that they're going to do and daily habits that they're going to eliminate. Mm -hmm. Typically, the two biggest habits that they are going to eliminate is the amount of social media and the need to get more sleep. Yeah. You, that's mm -hmm. universal. Yeah. With that information, they then pick their three core majors or vocations. And, you know, many kids freak out when you say you got to pick your major or your one vocation. Mm -hmm. If you let them pick core majors or core vocations, they have three. They can have a major, a minor, and one that they can discard. That yeah. takes the pressure off of them and allows them to focus in that area. Yeah. They then, in the final phase, which is the direct phase, is they develop, they determine how to use a growth mindset versus a fixed mindset with positive self-talk that we teach them. Mm -hmm. We also share with them how to create an elevator speech, which is a 150 word, one minute presentation that they can explain mm -hmm. on demand to an advisor, to a class, to any kind of situation that explains who they are, what makes them different, what are their strengths, and how, how they can add value in that particular situation. Mm. They then create their summary document that I told you about that they then yeah. present to their parents. And in the United States, you have to have application essays, which are pretty rigorous. Yeah. And they take all that self-discovery and put it into their application essays. And the entire process is self-paced. The videos are all mobile optimized. They're two and a half minutes long on average. So we live in a YouTube environment where you know you can't sit down and particularly with young people, they're not gonna sit down and watch something that's an hour long. So on average, they're all two and a half minutes long. They're tied to an interactive workbook that works on their mobile phones, their tablets, and their PCs. And that's the program. Yeah, wow. It uh, sounds like, uh, you know, you guys have really um, thought about, you know, the, the process of what these young people go through and the specific uh, areas that they will actually uh, need in order to, to, to get uh, to where they need. And uh, for me, listening to, to, to that program, it's something that uh, actually puts people who are doing uh, this program at a significant advantage compared to someone who hasn't gone, gone through this. Because from what I know, this program can actually help even the older generation, people in business, or people who are actually looking to, to break through into excellence and success in uh, entrepreneurship or other areas of life, not necessarily even at this particular uh, age of between 15 to, to 20 something. So. It, it is, you know, for me, it's something that, that's a, a no-brainer, really, because it's, a, it's something that is, a, that is giving these people or students who are going through it, that's competitive age, the competitive advantage to be way ahead of the pack in terms of what, what they know. So, you know, it's just uh, absolutely amazing you coming and share, sharing that with us as well. 
on on the program. There'll be, I mean, myself, I mean, I, I mean, t- today, 2021, I've got a, a 14-year-old who will actually be thinking about about this, uh, uh, you know, what uh, he wants to do in the future and the options and, and, and all of that. So this will be an absolutely amazing program for them to actually get engaged in, to actually, uh, you know, start thinking about, you know, what they want to do in, in the future as well. Um, so I guess um, the, the other um, aspect is I think we, we, we touched upon briefly in terms of uh, those people who are, you know, haven't gone through the process, they discover that, you know, their, their values lie somewhere else. But uh, specifically for those who, because there, there can be a lot of uh, students out there who have, a, you, you could say, a little bit of overwhelm because maybe in their mind, success lies in the people that they see. I mean, you, you mentioned clearly that, you know, don't just, you know, copy or see people who are doing certain things. But sometimes because of the competitive, you know, pressures to actually uh, be like their peers or someone or people that they idolize, they can get a bit of uh, overwhelm or lack of clarity in their own mind about, you know, what their values are, what their, what their strengths are even. So um, you, obviously the program is very rigorous in, in digging that out. But, you know, how, how, what, what are some of the specific things that can actually help the students within the program to actually find out what their strengths are? Is, is it more like, you know, where they spend their time, where they spend their money or the things that they do? Just give us a little bit more specifics of how people can discover what their strengths or weaknesses are when they don't have that clarity in their mind. Very good question. Um, first and foremost is we do not dictate to the to the student, you need to be thinking this way or that way. What we do is we come alongside them yeah. and we say, let's start with what accomplishments you've already achieved in your life. Mm-hmm. What are some moments when you've been particularly pleased, particularly happy, you felt like you were in the zone, it can be a sports activity, it can be... <clears throat> a relationship with a, a family member or with a friend, describe three things, three opportunities, three stories that really motivated you. And you really come alongside them so that they begin to realize this is about me and you're not trying to impress upon me somebody else's accomplishments, but you're really trying to discover what's important to me. Mm. And so we take them through that process. We have them identify certain stories that motivated them throughout their life. And then in addition to that, they're getting the 200 data points from people who have a vested interest in them to say, this is what you're really good at. You're really good at this. Mm. And these are things that you should avoid because you, again, I said, you suck. You're not good at this. So Mm -hmm. don't do this. (laughs) Stay Mm -hmm. away from this. And what this does is it begins to create a sense of confidence and a sense of momentum so that the student can build upon each of those discoveries, and it's very deliberate. You said it was a very rigorous process. It's very deliberate in terms of how they build upon each of the steps. And that's that's what I learned in lar- running large businesses. You running a running a billion dollar business is that is not that much different than running a $10 million business. You just move the decimal point to the right. You still need to do the same blocking and tackling. You need to inspire more people. Your decisions have a greater impact. 
The same is true for building somebody's self-confidence. And so by starting with your values and understanding that the values are like your root system of a tree, if you take a cross section of a tree, you look at the root system on the bottom, those are your values. They support the trunk of the tree, which is your purpose or your why. And that trunk, the solid trunk, supports the branches and the fruit of the trees, which are your goals and your accomplishments. And so if you visualize that together, they all go hand in hand and we build that process with the student. Mm, brilliant, brilliant. Okay. Uh, now, one, one of the thoughts that are coming to mind as well is, uh, you know, we talked before about, uh, you know, those who discover that maybe, you know, their true calling lies either in entrepreneurship or something outside of academics. But um, sometimes you can have this, uh, you know, maybe call it like the, the fear of mis missing out because, Essentially, the best time, especially for, for, for students if they are looking to do university or do academics, will be that, that exact time period or age that you mentioned between 15 to 20 something. Um, but um, uh, if, if, you, if you look at uh, uh, people, or there is um, some element of not quite stigma, but you know, if you're doing well, like in, in entrepreneurship or in, in, in uh, you know, finance or whatever, you know, most people who actually get there, you know, they've got some sort of, uh, you know, university degree or, 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 you know, master's or something that that is actually a good uh, academic qualification. But you did touch upon uh, something that you can, it doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, one or the other. You can actually combine them into, uh, you know, the, uh, uh, the university education and the entrepreneurship, even though, they actually don't get to use it. But some of the skills they, they actually learn in university can actually help them in their business and entrepreneurship as well. But uh, if someone is adamant that the academics is not for them and uh, they, they are still have this fear that, oh, maybe there will be a stigma attached to me even if I succeed in business but I've never been in uni, there will always be that lingering a thing in their mind that, okay, you know, I am this big millionaire, billionaire, big entrepreneur, but I still didn't cut it in uh, academics and don't have a degree. Is that a, a mindset thing or, uh, you know, what would you say to people who have that and maybe they still want to go to uni just so that they remove that stigma or that fear that they will be missing out on something that uh, uh, will will put them in good state in, in their own entrepreneurship world. Well, I, when you're saying that, I, I, I bring to mind a, a colleague of mine who was, who was the president of one of the largest corporations in the world. Mm. And he was the head of international. I don't want to say the name of the company, yeah. um, but, you know, billions and billions and billions of dollars all over the world. He was head of international. He was head of the U.S. He was uh, responsible for hundreds of thousands of employees, mm. and he did not have a university degree. Yeah, he start he started on the shop floor. Yeah, and thirty years into his career, he then went back to uni to get the degree because it was bothering him. He had wow. already made more money than any human yeah. being needs to make, mm. but he had that lingering desire to go back to uni, and he did. Yeah. Wow. So it it is possible. Yeah. 
actually, you know, many people have actually done it, like you said, later in life. So it is something that would really linger for people in, in a way, and even later on in life, yeah? For some people, and then some people say, you know, I'm I'm on a in an organization with another person who said I should have never gone to university. <laughs> you know, I I should I've wasted six years of my life going to university. I should not have done that. I should have started my entrepreneurial bent. <clears throat> His business is exploding now. He said yeah. I could be six years ahead if I would have done that, yeah. but I chose to make that decision and. Yeah. Um, he said, I wish I would have had the self-discovery to really mm -hmm. know. And he said, I would have saved myself and my family a lot of money yeah. and a lot of angst and, and, uh, and emotion had, yeah. we, had we gone through the self-discovery process yeah. before. Yeah, absolutely. That's excellent. Now, uh, at this point, I would like to actually just put up um, uh, a banner of the... Where where are people can find it? Like the, the website, actually, where they can actually sure sure. Our website is yeah. our website is collegeflightplan.com, collegeflightplan.com. They can send me an email at greg at collegeflightplan.com. Yeah. And for your listeners today, we've created a special document called the Parents Starter Kit to Teen Self Discovery, mm -hmm. which they can get at collegeflightplan.com slash guide. Yeah. And it's a 26-page document that has a tremendous amount of information, much of what we've covered today, plus a lot more with statistics and, yeah. and assessments that they can that are free, that we, we support, that uh, can really help a family uh, go through the self-discovery. And that's at yeah. collegeflightplan.com slash guide. That's idea. Okay, let me um, add that as well. Um, Yeah, that, that's the one. Now, um, is there, I mean, from your uh, ex experience, I guess, you, you know, since you started this program, you must have had a, you know, a lot of students who have gone through the, this process. Have you had to look, uh, maybe, I don't know how easy it is, but some sort of statistics of uh, the comparison between, you know, your students who have gone through this uh, process compared to others who haven't, and how they've actually what they've achieved in life, and and that that comparison. Well, the the two that um, that are closest are our two children, and our son, as I mentioned, went yeah. to Goldman, and then he went to um, SAC to several other hedge funds, and he's still a hedge fund manager, so he's done extremely well in the financial field. Our yeah. daughter um, went on to become a professional volleyball player. And then in the medical field, we have mm. some, uh, like I mentioned, the one gentleman who was named one of the top 20 people under 40 um, yeah. in Miami. Um, you know, we have statistics per se that say this percentage have done this better than others. We don't have that. Some mm. of the people we stay in contact with, some people, um, you know, yeah. they, they move on and they, and we, we identify with them or we meet them later on. But, uh, you know, mm. professionals, I've had professionals that work for me that went on to become uh, CEOs of publicly yeah. traded companies. So we've done a lot of different things with thousands of people. Yeah, brilliant. And uh, um, for, for you guys, what's the, 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 the mission or the vision, um, you know, for the future? If, if you were to um, take this flight plan, obviously it's, 
designed for the um the, uh, the the students to actually get a plan for their life but if you put that into context like for you guys how do you see your vision like what impact do you want to make uh, on students in in a five years ten years time what's the vision for you well um my my desire and my purpose statement just like i have the students fill out a purpose statement my purpose statement mm -hmm. is to help students master their self-discovery so that they can successfully activate their life's purpose yeah and i want to do that to as many people as possible because i'll be affecting future generations mm -hmm. and i just met with a senior leader in a large school system they have thirty-four thousand students uh here in san diego and yeah. the executive said this is the best program that I've seen in my 38 years that mm -hmm. takes the, what they call social emotional learning yeah. of the student, couples it with the parents and the teachers and the counselors. He says, I've never seen anything like that. Mm -hmm. And so we're looking at going into school systems initially in California, then across the country. And I'd like to take it around the world because mm -hmm. I think the world needs something like this because it's not currently being taught in schools. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I mean, even, even even for me, uh, just listening to you, you know, looking at the program, I mean, I've seen some of the testimonials as well. It's it's just an an amazing uh, program, actually. The, the competitive advantage that it puts through, you know, the people who do it is just um, amazing. So, you know, I really appreciate you coming to share this with us, and there'll be a lot of listeners who will actually appreciate that. Um, is there any um, like ideal conditions or situations that you, you think, you know, people or the students should actually be doing this in? Like, uh, you know, what, 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 what would be your advice on how seriously or, you know, in terms of concentration and just being like really committed to, to do it rather than because, you know, some, some people are just maybe they don't actually grasp the full potential of it if they don't do it properly. What would be your advice my advice would be to make a commitment to yeah. yourself and your future and mm -hmm. your accountability partner which is key which mm -hmm. many times is the parent yeah. that you will dedicate 12 hours of your life to figure out the rest of your life yeah and these are not long videos you can sit for two and a half minutes mm -hmm. whether you're waiting for your starbucks coffee or your tea yeah. or whatever the case may be in line you can watch the video, you can learn, you can fill out your workbook and you can make progress. Mm -hmm. And if you can dedicate 12 hours for the rest of your life, mm -hmm. I don't think how many hours of time you waste and we all do it, yeah. but a, a student can really make a transformation in their future if they do this. If they do this, yeah, absolutely. No, Greg, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the podcast. And, uh, you know, you've shared a lot of golden nuggets, which uh, will help many people, you know, myself included, actually, you know. So uh, I, I will definitely, you know, be putting my son through uh, this uh, this process, you know, definitely, because it's, it's just, just amazing. Because uh, for me, I haven't seen anything, you know, just like, you know, you mentioned the uh, uh, the other uh, parent who have uh, actually mentioned to you that they haven't seen something so, so detailed, you know. It's something that in my mind at some point I have visualized if the people could have that, but to actually see it uh, in real life, the way that you've described it and presented it, it is just, it's just amazing for me. So uh, it, it, it's great that, you know, you are, 
able to come and uh, and share this with us. So it's it's been an absolute pleasure. So, um, and uh, I'm I'm sure at, at some point in the in the future, you know, probably give you feedback and probably I'll get you to you know to come back and share a bit more of of what you're doing and how actually our people can actually uh, you know get to. Uh, enroll maybe more of your mentorship programs or, or follow-on programs that you can help them with as well. We'd so, love to do that because, again, yeah. we give students a 20-year head start over yeah. other people. Yeah. And we've taken the investment. They invested over $600,000 in me in the mm. training, yeah. plus, plus my wife's educational background and created mm. this, this tool that yeah. is quite unique. Yes. That, that really does that really does help the students and we're happy to help any of your any yeah. of your students your family or any yeah. of your listeners yeah absolutely no it's it's an absolute pleasure so greg thank you very much for uh coming on the podcast and uh, um, i hope you uh, enjoy the rest of your day but it's been an absolute pleasure speaking to you and i'm sure we'll be in touch very soon and uh, i will uh, you know uh, most of our listeners will really benefit from from this as well, and I can actually see not just uh, I mean it says college pipeline, but I see a lot of benefits to not just students actually going through this plan. Just anything who is also you know keen about entrepreneurship or just having a plan for their life, uh, you know, from any stage, but particularly for students as well. It definitely gives them a big competitive uh, advantage. So thank you very much, Greg, and I'm sure we'll be in touch very soon and enjoy the rest of your day. Alex, have a great evening. Thanks so much. Uh, You too. Cheers. Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye.